So I have a, I have a friend. Uh, I don't have a friend. I have a client, uh, and I was doing supposed to do a Skype interview uh, with her today, and she uh, emailed me yesterday, and she said, um, "I'm sorry, I'm out for Skype. Somebody kicked in my door of my house, came into my house." Huh? Stole my uh, and cleaned me out and stole my computer and monitor oh and everything. Oh my gosh! I know. Oh my gosh! So my question for you is: What would you do if okay, somebody you, did that in your house? Are you hitting house? record? Because this is like prime show content. You yeah, I'm, I'm I'm totally recording, but you broke the fourth wall just now. Except you're supposed to tell me when you're recording. No, this is avant-garde podcasting. <gasps> okay, but I have to be in on the fourth wall. Oh, you're in the fourth wall. That's. I think because I'm a control freak. Totally you know this. Clear. Come on. Totally clear that you're a, you are behind the fourth wall. <sighs> okay, look, I will tell you one. Th- I will tell you several things. A, I have been up since one a.m. and got up <gasps> at like six. What? B, I have a dog that's addicted to heroin and she or morphine and she's like yelling at me and uh, to give her more of her drug. And C, I have a child home from school, so I am not completely with it today. So you have to let me in on a little fourth wall secret. <laughs> You've been up. I'd like oh my to, gosh. I think it's funny that Dane's perseverating on how long you've been awake, and I'm going to be perseverating on the fact that you have a dog addicted to heroin. <laughs> Morphine. Sorry, Morphine. I said the wrong thing. <laughs> this is this tells you my my knowledge and and understanding of drugs. Zero. I don't know anything about them. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's go back to that stolen computer thing. I know. That is insane. The poor woman. Once you get over the fact that you've been totally violated. And they took your computer. Where does she live? And it was a Mac. I wrote her back saying, you know, God. Where does she live? uh, Northeast Portland. Oh. Why do you say it like that? Because it makes me glad I don't live in Northeast (laughs) Portland right now. (laughs) Maybe it's, you know what we should, uh, we we really should uh, talk about. This all may be related to... Uh, and this will be good for you to talk about, Dane. Uh, the Rapture. Oh Lord, yeah. Case was in Rapture point. big in uh, in uh, your neck of the world? Did Dane? anybody buy it uh, in uh, buy the hype, Dane? No. <laughs> Dane, do you know am what I, the Rapture is? Am I the only one that's like sort of fading in and out? Yeah, because I'm using my little headset thing, and you guys sometimes complain about that. Is that bad? No, you it sound just, great. It sounds like you're doing a tap dance on it. Excuse me. It sounds like you're like cr- you're biting it. <laughs> it sounds. Does it really? Now it does. All right, hold on. Ooh. How's that? Oh, much better. I know. I hate that. Uh, the rapture. <laughs> yeah. I celebrated it, <laughs> and <laughs> I thought it was a festive day. <laughs> I, did you? Did you? Were you one of the people who, at six o'clock sharp, snuck outside and, and laid out a, a set of clothes on your lawn and then okay, just what? watched? No. I don't. Under, what is the point of that? That I don't understand. Oh, because apparently, when you're raptured, you are raptured naked, and your clothes stay behind. All your possessions stay behind. And, and having a pair of clothes on your front lawn is supposed it's, to help. How? No, it's to. It's to. It's a joke. It's a joke. Oh, this see, is see, not funny. Not funny I don't get you. it. It's not funny <laughs> for you now, maybe because of timeliness, which is a, a key uh, component of humor. Um, right. <laughs> that this is too late, but I'll explain it and we'll move on. That it, it would be to symbolize that you had been uh, raptured and your clothes had been left behind. 
That's so stupid. There you go. (laughs) Who has time to do stupid crap like that? I'm sorry. Hmm. The I got bigger issues. All right. I, have I issues. thought it was a great excuse for a party. Okay, so what kind of a party did you uh, have, Dan? <laughs> uh, barbecue. <laughs> what did you grill? <laughs> seemed appropriate. Chicken. Oh, chicken. I don't know. Oh, and then, chicken. Uh, and the, <laughs> That's the, the funniest the white meat. With. <laughs> Isn't it hilarious? It um, is. And we... We kept checking Twitter and and uh, well, actually, I think he was checking news sites. Oh my gosh, you actually Twi- did ha- seriously have a party. I thought you were kidding. Well, the, it wasn't a, truly a rapture party, but I, I, honestly, I thought it was the funniest thing, and I really brought it up with everybody I ran into that day. Like, hey, happy rapture, because <laughs> I really thought it was fun. You know, it's fun. That's a good thing. I mean, this guy. I, I, I love people are sad. Harold and camping. Harold camping. Yeah, he's a that guy spells winning. <laughs> he's got no charisma at all he's for an, having an organization that size and that profitable. No yeah. charisma. How, How does did that, that happen? happen? You could, you How could did that lead. Happen? You could lead, Dane. <laughs> I I Peter hope to have lead. a cult someday. I don't know. I uh, I actually, for many years, uh, I did dream of starting some sort of an underground organization, but I could never come up with a platform like that I actually cared Maybe cared about. It started really early. It was it was you know it was um, y- you know who who was on the side of you know Snake Eyes and his GI Joe militia um, versus the, the, the Splinter Group uh, that yeah, was that was made up of GI Joes and Transformers wow, under my bed. Me. That was my first I secret tell society. You, Nothing? If you want to start a secret society, I, I, I'd go with either uh, Portland, Oregon, or Salt Lake City, Utah, or both. So you can have satellite campuses. Great, satellite great places. <laughs> great, I think they call those cells. For that kind of cells. Thing. That's right. Sleeper cells of rapture camps. Oh my oh, goodness! Sweet. Uh, okay, you know what I want to talk about today, you guys? Oh, although actually, Dane was supposed to be. Yeah, the theme was something about what was it? What was it, Dane? Picking your nose at work. <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything we could talk about that? Sure. Um, <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. I got oh, back sure. pocket <laughs> material for that one. Wow. Yeah. You know, I've I got a, a a son who just to me seems a little too old to be picking his nose, and then he? he's eight, and then eating it, and then yeah, oh. and then every yeah. now and then the finger just sort of. How does it do that? Why so, does that happen? So the reason it's on my mind is this is one of those strange areas of parenting. <laughs> Sorry, it's gonna it's gonna wrap right around to to work. Um, but <laughs> I doubt I'll that. figure that out as we get there. <laughs> but you know, when you're talking to your kids and you're like, "Hey, that's right and that's wrong. Hey, don't do that. That's illegal. That's um, oh, that's uh, that's a really awful thing." What exactly do you tell your kid when it's picking their nose? Because what are they supposed to do? Be ashamed? <laughs> How exactly do you handle that? How old's your oldest, Pete? Uh, nine on June 4th. Crazy. I mean, is, is picking uh, your nose immoral? It's because not immoral. Picking it's your nose is it's not. Can't work. What? All right. Well, was that I, I? I'd like to go back on the nose picking is moral versus amoral thing. It's not. It's not amoral. It's just I wonder how that happened because it's not. I I've never considered a, a nose picker a morality judgment. 
No, it's not at all. But you find yourself talking to your kids like, don't do that. In the same way you were saying. Yes, because it's the wrath of everyone. Come down from the heavens. You know, here's what it is. You're embarrassed because you think it reflects poorly on you as a parent that you're not teaching proper social manners. Same thing for like when your kid puts her leg up on the chair at a restaurant instead of sitting nicely. Or picks or, up food without a utensil at a restaurant. Yeah, so or or favorite. or picks up food with her hands, moves the plate, and proceeds to eat straight <laughs> off the table. But like the plate wasn't really. Does that happen in that company? Well, well and, okay. So you could extend that to work because you make judgments about people based on the fact if they're they're picking their nose or eating off the table, you make judgments <laughs> about that person. Which, Which actually, my, my real reason, my real reason for ever bringing this up was the whole notion that the three of us uh, work either from home or some remote location. We have clients. We're freelancers. Um, we don't have an office that we go to currently. Pete, I think, has the longest tenure. And um, and you start at some time to question things like <laughs> your routine, your socialization, your... Um, the amount of time you're spending alone, um, you know, <laughs> things of that nature. And, and, you know, the pluses and minuses of having total control, more or less, of your schedule and, and your work environment. Um, so that truly, if I wanted to pick my nose all day long, I'm, I'm good to go. No problem well, here. That, I mean, now, of, of course, the second you said picking your nose at work as a theme for today, it, it, uh, it, that's what occurred to me that. Dane has been freelancing long enough alone that he is picking his nose more than he is working and being billable. And this has become a, an issue. It's not moral so or ethical. So are the moral sides, do we practical. bill for the do we bill for nose picking our nose? Yes, that's right. That's right. Because it's a slippery slope. From there, it's all the way down to starting to send invoices in crayon. Like, there's, it goes downhill there, from there. There is a moral component to this question. See? Anyway, well, and and a metaphorical component too. Like, what are the things that you do that you find now that you are uh, in lonely space uh, that are equivalent to nose picking, equally unproductive and sort of dirty, uh, and not billable? Well, how because about you're this distracted one? and overwhelmed by events? <laughs> yeah. How, how about? Um, so I actually have a little office that I go to alone with a fancy um, couch in it. With a fancy couch. Indeed. And a uh, up stand-up and, desk. Uh, a standing desk. That's right. Um, and yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't like the days necessarily that, um, that I walk out the door without showering and put a hat on my head, drop the kids off at preschool and just sort of... That never happens. At yesterday. noon, dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some days I'm like, well, this is such an advantage. This is... Oh, showering? Who has to do? I don't have to do that. Sometimes I'm not going to see anybody this morning. Sometimes it's just not. What showering? Yeah, sometimes it's okay. Well, right. here's the thing, too. You guys are men. You really don't have an excuse for not showering because all you do is you take a five minute shower and then you're done. You get dressed. For women, like if I take a shower, my hair is just going to look crazy all day unless I actually do it. So there's my dilemma. I could shower, but I'm still going to look crazy unless I spend the time to actually get ready. Well, so that's a half hour is, out of my day. It's, I don't. It's a half hour. It's a half hour out of your day. It's a lot of time. Hmm. I, I still think don't get you're. Me wrong, uh, you're I do it almost every day, but still. Almost. Yesterday, I did not. 
like when my husband is out of town and I'm not going to the gym in the morning. That's that, the truth. That makes it harder. Yep, yep. When my um, when my wife's out of town, things go dark. I go to my. Uh, <laughs> you go to your uh, bachelor place. What was it uh, that was the uh, you know the Brando thing? Uh, what? Oh. You know the Vietnam Brando apocalypse thing. Now. Ap- ap- I yes. go to my apocalypse now place. Yeah, <laughs> like I just I I might but, as well be sitting in a throne of human skulls and uh like donut wrappers. Donut wrappers. Yeah. Yeah. Here's my litmus test. Do you guys ever do this? I if I'm because my tendency is to talk to myself, which I do anyway, but being in a room by myself all day long, I tend to talk to myself a little bit more. My litmus test is like if somebody were videotaping me right now, like on Oprah, would I be crazy? Would I look like the crazy lady? And if the answer is yes, then I need to stop doing whatever I'm doing. That is my litmus test. <laughs> I love it. And I'm going to use that one because yeah. if I ever, if I ever look like the crazy lady, you're not going to look way like over lady. the line. You're going to look like the the <laughs> the, saddle the schizophrenic guy. Man. That's it. Yeah. That, that is the like what if my mother was watching me right now test. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What would my mother let me or get away with? Or all of with? America. Mother <laughs> or all of America. I I don't know who I would take more seriously. <laughs> I wouldn't even mind shifting gears right now and throwing something out here. Yeah. Okay. Is is anybody familiar with the um the Tumblr site Dad are the original hipsters no but i'm gonna go there right now super I'm great go there right now Dads well are the original hipsters yeah you find things like this when you're a, a freelancer and, <laughs> <laughs> and um they have great little vintage photos generally from like the 70s and with these awesome captions like so there's this one of the it's somebody's uh <laughs> this bearded guy's just raging at a like basement party says, your dad knew how to rage before you did, and his friends are still afraid to give him whiskey because of it. At about half past tipsy, the quiet giant bear child awoke from his sober slumber and became a crap-ripping F5 party tornado. Blacked out and filled with mistakes, he went down in party history each night. His alter ego was released. His actions became party folklore, making him the Johnny Appleseed of getting narballs. So hipsters, next time you're recanting a tale of intoxicated past and bragging about how awesome you were the previous night, remember this. Your dad is the patron saint of partying and the reason the term that guy exists. So That is so It's beautiful. Great. It's That's awesome. Funny. I there are there, how many like do you guys have a gate on the stories that you're going to tell your kids? meaning about your past um, like like is there oh yeah like i mean i know mean, obviously I there are but what are those deflect and 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 not really ever um <laughs> tell the truth about yeah 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 like what are those what are those stories like this guy i'm looking at dad uh, dads are the original hipster.tumblr.com and i'm looking at that guy and that looks so familiar except for all the mullets <laughs> Like you take all the mullets out, and that was. You no, know I did have a mullet. No, that doesn't surprise me. I, I was kind of proud of it, actually. You had a mullet. Why? Well, it 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 didn't. I think it's funny it that you say that with such disdain because you had I, high really... cheerleader hair. Okay, but that's different than a mullet. I had no, flock of seagulls. You hair. had flock of seagulls hair. I, that does not skeeve me nearly as much as I had lots of different hair. I guess that's why I don't. Or really rat tail. Care. Rat tail skeeves like, me too. Did you have a rat tail coming out of the back of your mullet? <laughs> 
did you rock the duo? I don't know. Uh, rat tailed ever. But this was, <laughs> yeah, I had lots of different that. hair things I did. Colored it, shaved it. Did you, ever, uh, did you ever rock the earrings? No, I have tiny little ears. Earrings just never would work oh, on me. And his tiny little ears. Really? I have no earlobe. That's weird. And um, a funky fun nose. Fact. <laughs> fun it's fun fact. It's amazing as handsome as you earlobe. are. <laughs> <laughs> earlobes aren't generally like something. You, I, I'd never have found myself saying, you know, she'd be so pretty with bigger earlobes. <laughs> Yeah, you typically don't tend to say bigger. Oh God, who was I talking to? I was I was with somebody the other day, and they they were talking about this news anchor in in Denver, and they said, "Oh, she's so so beautiful. I just wish she she didn't have attached earlobes." What? I thought that I don't know was what the that most means. bizarre thing in the world. And I said, what are you talking about? He said, well, you know, some people's earlobes are attached and some are dangly. It's a genetic thing. It's a genetic thing. And he said, I can't, I just can't stomach a woman with attached earlobes. <laughs> said, he said, I think she looks like an elf or a gnome. That sounds super OCD weird. That's, I know. Yeah, I... That, that's what you notice. Okay, can we talk about something else that actually is topical now? No. Because I want to know what you guys think about this. Go. Yeah. I was trying to do that with the Rapture marketing guy, but you didn't weren't interested in that. <laughs> we talked about Rapture. All right, go ahead. How about Walt Disney trying to put a trademark on SEAL Team 6 for also, items ranging from toys and games to snow globes and hey, Christmas stockings? Somebody, Are you kidding me? Somebody's got to lock that up for Toy Story 4. Well, they retracted it. They, you know, thankfully. But that's just that that... Because you know what the military, like the military is having trouble. This is I know why this is happening. This is all a cross marketing uh, program because the military is going to be having trouble with their their funding because you know we hit the debt ceiling and they're not going to be they, they're afraid that they're not going to get the money and so these they're these gonna elite like, teams are going to have to become they're going to have to become so sponsored. Um, <laughs> products and so SEAL Team Six is going to have to start sporting not the the USA patches but like a little Buzz Lightyear patch and it'll be it'll be product placement in the military. Can you imagine? Oh, Lord. That's, That's where we're going. Perfect. See, it's Disney's SEAL no, Team I love Six. It. It's horrible. Now yeah, that actually, exactly. yeah. Now I think that there are lots of great ways we can we can uh, riff on that in in terms Disney's of products. <laughs> Uh, right, like, like Seal Team Six brought to you by Disney. <laughs> like the Department of Homeland Security by Menon. Right? <laughs> Can you see it? Like the Nabisco checkers on everything. Oh, well, they could do like pretty soon it'll six. it'll be obscene like NASCAR. Like the military will go in in their sleek black ninja oh, gear, so covered in patches and stickers. <laughs> they but, glow in the but, dark. but what Tea Party activists wouldn't ultimately see some like great redeeming, um, uh, you know, notion here in in capitalistic, uh, yeah, um, tie-ins. Like it, and I, I like this one for SEAL Team Six to say. Um, you know, the most finely tuned, highly trained, you know, aggressive, super whatever, uh, but also trained in hospitality and, <laughs> and like and put them through put them through the put paces through the at Disney training. on how to tra- yeah. Training. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they're like funny. they're like cross trained that way. That's cross-trained. exactly it. Anyway. It's like job sharing. 
See, I, I think that's what it is. But you know what I get? What this whole product placement thing gives me? Do you hear about Facebook now that they're uh, since we tagging. haven't talked about that yet? Tagging products in your pictures now, which is I think phenomenal. You know what I, I noticed this morning? Change. I logged into Facebook and I saw Megan Strand likes Coca Cola. Oh, Megan Strand has liked a lot of products, but that's really only because I am looking at what they're doing for cause marketing. So a lot of those things, if you want to look at them, you got to like them first. So I like all sorts of products that I don't actually care about at all. I'm totally telling Coke. Please do. I think that's really interesting. Are you going to start uh, uh, tagging your brands? I don't think everybody can do it. I think I... Right. It, no, you can't. It's only... Um, I can't remember what I read. It's not. It's It's definitely not rolled out. There are select, I think, people that can do it. But okay, here's another question. Has anybody noticed, Does you guys run actual Facebook pages, right? Yes. Has anybody had any problems tagging organizations, other organizations lately on their Facebook page, from their Facebook pages? Or is that just me? I haven't done it in a long time. Oh, no, it's working again. It was down for a couple days and I was like, what? That's... Organizations can't like stuff. other organizations? No, it's not liking. You know how you do the at sign and you tag? Like if you're doing oh, a, oh, you say oh, thanks oh. to at so-and-so. Coca-Cola. It, it's at Coca-Cola. Yeah. I mean, you have to have liked them. It's kind of weird when you're running organization page how that all works. But I actually think this photo tagging is an interesting thing for marketers and especially for cause marketers if I don't say so myself I do say so myself because what's happening is that this whole like us like that's what everybody all these Facebook campaigns are sort of based upon is this like us and but you know you can like a brand but it doesn't tell you jackety jack about it like I've liked all these brands it took me you know a split second to like them and I don't care about any of them and I'll never go back to their pages unless they do something else I'm interested in just for work research which doesn't actually matter because now they're going to show up on your page sort of Unless I, I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, I mean you can Facebook dishes stuff them. up. I don't actually see stuff from those pages yeah. very often. Yep. But my point being, and I know I'm being long-winded, but my point is that when you, if I am tagging, like say I have a new pair of Keen shoes, which is a brand that I actually do love and would follow or probably am following on Facebook. Um, and I have a new pair of Keen shoes and I take a picture of me and my new Keen shoes because I'm so excited and I post that and I tag Keen right there. They have somebody who's more engaged. They, I have taken the time to upload a photo. That's way bigger than a like, don't you think? Oh yeah. Well, and very similar to a cult in a way. Yes. Didn't we start talking about that? Yes. Originally. Well, we all know. Yeah. No, that's far better than a like. I agree with you. Well, uh, because engagement. The whole notion of a like. Yeah. And, and well, not the whole notion. I guess there are a lot of people haven't, you know, there's sort of different ideas about the value of a like, but I think in most cases, the value is, um, a socialized, like other people see that you like something. So I think they're more likely to see it and to, um, maybe be impacted. Like I friends with you on Facebook. I see that you took the trouble not to just exactly. to like a product, but to tag your photo with a product you like. The impact for me, if I think you're, you know, have good taste and I want to emulate your good taste in shoes, all of a sudden, you know, that has more value in that in that regard more than anything, in my opinion. Hmm. Exactly. Which, but it leads me to this, Pete. I'm I'm hoping you either 
I'm hoping you know a little bit uh, about this. Um, let's, uh, but I've been let's, very roll, let's roll those dice, shall we? But I'm just going to roll some dice yeah. here. I might, uh-huh. I might get nothing. But I've been very curious about this little cap- campaign from MasterCard for their May iPad version of Wired Magazine. Um, this new, they're calling it Buy Now. Like T-commerce is the new e-commerce. And supposedly the products in the May issue of Wired, uh, you can just touch the product in an advertisement and buy it right there instead of like going to the iPad? website. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, so I guess I rolled the dice and I got nothing. Well, I haven't you haven't tested it or read about it. Started talking yet? Well, actually, I just picked up my iPad. You know what it is? I haven't actually read that issue yet. I but you know what I did do? I subscribed, which is life changingly awesome. Um, so who's powering that, Dane? Is that uh, Mastercard? So I, Mastercard I, I, I haven't tested it out. It. I'm just I'm looking at the ad here, and there. I don't know if it's like just. You know, a couple of ads, or but I'm doing but it. I, I'm gonna, I might end up buying a. I may end up buying a Buick here. Hang on a second. So it's the <laughs> May it. yeah. issue. Let me go back to my home screen. Supposedly, yeah, the May issue Is has that, this. That's the one um, with uh, Sandberg on the front of it. It's the free download. It's the, it's the one with uh, like the smartest jobs cover, I believe. Is oh. that right? Oh, or is that right? No, May. No, indeed, May is the Adam Sandberg. Oh, gonna, somebody's rocking out. This is the Adam Sam or Andy Samberg. Sweet sound um, effects. I love. I abs. Have you subscribed to the Wired um, magazine yet, Dane? On the iPad, I've downloaded the app and I got. Um, I got May's issue. I. I haven't done a full. I I subscribed to a Vanity Fair under their new subscription model of two bucks an issue. It's, of five. it's so great. Uh, I can't turn the freaking page now. This is great because it's such an ad. There's a, well, this ad that when you touch the screen, you have to uncover all the elements of this freaking car, Lexus, in order to be able to turn the page. <laughs> yeah, that's that where it makes me mad now. I'm hard mad. No, that, that page is hard to turn. But, you know, you and I were talking, Pete, last week about this Vanity Fair subscription change that they've really now come with something that is price wise a lot more consistent with actually having it come to your home, um, you know, 20 bucks a year or whatever, or two bucks uh, an issue. So you can subscribe and, and it's not the $5 thing. And you were saying that at some point they were kind of considering abandoning the iPad experiment for um, the Condé Nast was um, for no, magazines. No, just, but just, sort of slowing, just slowing, not abandoning. There was a statement by the, the publisher. But I just... Go ahead, finish your point. <laughs> Go ahead, okay. Dane, whatever. Oh, come on, accuracies for other podcasts. Anyways, um, no, I just, this whole concept of, I just, I just think how valuable is Wired Magazine if at some point in the future, every, every like, um, uh, like product review or so not just advertisements, but when they do product reviews or they, um, you know, they sort of take, uh, five home projectors and, you know, have the editors pick and give them a one through 10 scale. If, as you read wired magazine, you can instantly just click a product and, and you just sort of like Amazon one-click purchase. I would yeah. think that uh, that would be a real windfall for uh, publishers to be able to have that, rather than you know like you're reading it online and you can maybe click a website or go read more about a product or whatever. 
But I trust, for instance, Wired's product reviews. For me, that's a good example of, wow, I hadn't thought about buying a uh, portable home projector for my iPad, but that looks pretty cool. And all I got to do is click here, and I just took my Ambien an hour ago and haven't fallen asleep yet, so my defenses are way down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Product bot. Yeah, well, you know, I think that's uh, I think that's a really good point, and I think that is, I mean, that's what the conditioning that we're under right now. Because you think about it, I mean, how often do you think about buying an app on the App Store, right? Like, how how much does it have to cost before you think about it? Five dollars. Yeah. Right. I mean, I that's agree. right. So it's it's that that kind of conditioning. Like we're we're being we're being conditioned to think less about payment because money means less. It's not paper to us anymore. I think that's is my theory. And it's, sort of like when you go to Disney World and your room key works as a credit card. Oh yeah, exactly like that. Right. That's that's uh, that's a brilliant brilliant comparison, Dane. Five Unfold. points for Gryffindor. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I totally lost my thread. I want to go back to the, to the publishing thing because I subscribed it, at 20 bucks a year. I mean, this was what was making me so mad about Condé Nast in that last Hold show. on. Let me open my Wall Street Journal. <laughs> 70,000 trees died to give you that statement. Sorry. Uh, so, I'm sorry. What were you saying about your shiny little iPad? Do you guys want to um, drop me off the conversation and I can come back in next week? Because I don't have a shiny iPad. Oh, you should get one. They're great. Uh, you should totally get one. They're really it changes awesome. your life. Yeah, you get me one. Um, but the uh, the deal was the subscription thing. I think when they finally figured out how to do that, that that's going to change change the game again. Not just for iPad, but for all of these um, publications. I think uh, mostly it'll change it for Adobe. I think they're the ones who stand to really make a ton because every one of these publications is coming off of the Adobe uh, platform, and that's actually who sponsored the May issue for the free download. Was Adobe? I think they're going to make bank. And how about we can just segue into something that um, that Megan can relate to, since I'm feeling bad all of a sudden. But uh, Google Wallet announcement today, which I don't know much about, but apparently it uh, gives you the ability to sort of use your your iPhone, I guess, uh, to just wave it over the barcode scanner or something. Is that am I getting near, that right? Near field communications. Uh, it's like, cha- it, it's like, it's coming, uh, oh gosh, see, I don't know, uh, a lot of the deal, because this is like literally happening, happening yeah, while we're right. talking right now. This is sort of being live blogged, but the, I guess the idea is that they're going to be using this NFC payment, which again, blurs the line between, you know, um, <laughs> what money is, uh, and, um, sort of fiscal reality, and so you'll be able to walk up to a to a. Uh, it's it's like that. You know what it is? It's like you go in and you have the the Visa like pay pass things. You know where your credit card is enabled, and they have the little thing at like McDonald's where you can just swipe your card like really close to that little pad, and it pays. Well, they're going to add that to your phones, so you'll be able to walk up, set your phone on a little pad, and it'll it'll take your money, um, at you know many different uh vendors that's the idea and it looks like the partners are are um, pretty big i think city Citibank, mastercard first data and sprint so you'll be able like if you're a sprint customer you'll be able to actually pay off of your sprint bill every month so you can buy uh-huh. things and it'll be charged to you from sprint yeah i mean i th- think we're gonna have to obviously um 
you know, it's a jump in the gun to get a bit because they're having their press conference about it. And I think details have, have been a little scarce, but like right off the bat, I'm thinking, eh, I don't really see what's in it for me. I really don't feel that inconvenienced right now. And I'm not like chomping at the bit to use my iPhone instead of my credit card to make payment. So I'm just assuming there's some creative angles here that they've worked out that benefits uh, Google and benefits well, and benefits, you know, advertisers. You know, benefits advertisers. I mean, what they're doing, what they're tying to this are um, coupons, right? So you can, you'll go in. You're at the the screenshots they're all showing. They're showing are like Jamba Juice. If you have your phone and the offer pops up on your phone while you're at a Jamba Juice, you tap it and then buy something. You get you save, and so you get exclusive savings through partner uh, partners in the network. That's that's it. It honestly, it would have been really interesting to go back. And and talk to George Orwell, you know, right as he was writing the book 1984 and say, hey, by the way, let me just give you a glimpse into some of the ways technology um, will work in the future, just just to help you with your book. That's right. Would you like to reframe your answers now, Mr. Orwell? <laughs> <laughs> Knowing you what might. you know now. Because 1984 was scary, but not as scary as it could have been had he really known where we were headed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Does this payment thing? I mean, Megan, do you use any? Do you use the Starbucks payment thing on your phone? I do not. Not that I wouldn't, but I don't. But you know what I do like is the new QR code check-in for boarding passes. That's pretty sweet. Have you done that yet? I have not. It's pretty sweet. Instead of a boarding pass, you just scan your QR code. And surprisingly, at the airport, not every airport, but I think it's probably most kind of bigger airports, they have this separate little QR code scanner and they just go, yep, okay. It's pretty cool. And so you put the bring the QR code up on your phone, or yeah, do you, yeah, that's... no, 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 it's just on your phone, and they scan it. It's pretty cool. That's I, of really course, cool. the first time I did it, I also had to print it out, boarding pass, just in case it didn't work. But because it worked of, fine. Yeah, that's awesome. and it worked in um, it worked in Albuquerque, which is not. And you a know what huge... they say about Albuquerque? <laughs> well, it's just not a huge airport, so. <laughs> Do you know what I saw the other day too? That um, sort of in Albuquerque. No, listen, listen, listen. That's this funny. Is I like a that as a test. Is, uh, on the payment thread, there was a. I don't know where I read it, but there was a. I'm sure you guys have seen this, and I'm just very behind the times. But I think it was a stop and shop back east that they have these little scanners that, that you put on your cart when you go to the grocery store, and you scan the items as you're putting them in, and it keeps kind of a running tally, which is helpful. And it does the similar thing that you were talking about, Peter. It'll pull up coupons at, you know, if you scan something and there's a coupon available, it'll give you that coupon instantly without you having to do anything. And then when you go check out, it's already totaled. So you just scan, they just plug in your little scanner that you've already scanned everything and you just pay instantly. Isn't that Speaking cool? Speaking of coupons. And How cool is that? That, that is would really actually cool. make my grocery shopping experience a lot happier. Okay. but And, and, ha- and having Groupon on the iPhone, I've bought all kinds of unnecessary things. Oh, is it on the iPhone now? Don't tell me that. You are yeah. doing your bit for the economy. That's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I love Groupon, I, love I gotta say. It. The, what do you, where do you guys uh, stand though? I mean, here's the, that's, that's really the issue, right? Okay. So we get all this great convenience about where we can access our money and how, how we can pay for things. And then the, uh, the Sony PlayStation network gets hacked to the tune yeah, of billions right. and exactly. billions and billions to Sony. And, and they're saying that we don't 
think any credit card numbers have been taken. But, you know, the country, the nation of Japan still won't let us operate in the country because they're scared of us. Like, we we can't seem to figure this out. We th- The world is pissed at us, and we are kind of at their, their beck and call. Um, at their mercy, I should say. So what yeah. do you think about that? I mean, the trade of convenience for uh, security. Are we doing That's what it is, right? Well, you know what? I mean... How how is it different though, Peter, than using a credit card somewhere that gets hacked into and somebody steals your identity? I mean, to me, it it is a risk of doing business in anything other than cash. I mean, you write a check, people can take you know they can launder your checks. Mm-hmm. I mean, who uses checks anymore? But um, you know, I'll, you can I'll always, bet actually, you can I'll get bet your you credit do. card hacked into, and you never know how. Like you use your passport, and it, you know sometimes you have to show that, and that can get hacked. I mean, there are all sorts of things that can get hacked into. Mm-hmm. Use online banking. I've been using online banking for years. That could get hacked into too. I mean, sure, certainly they're taking every precaution to make sure it doesn't, but these things happen. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to me, it's I, I don't think it's any more dangerous than doing what we're doing right now. That's just my... Well, no, I mean, I agree. I mean, look, I, I live pretty out loud in terms of, of how I interface with technology. And I think it's an interesting, uh, it's an, it's a, it, in light of the Sony thing, it does it make you think twice about where you, where you put your financial information? Well, that should all make us think twice, but do I know? <laughs> I mean, nope, yes. I just I'm go about careful. picking my nose. Seriously. Right. Okay. And, well, that was a good story. And, and, and from uh, from online privacy, I guess too. Um, I wanted to just bring up quickly, uh, and I think we're near the end here. But um, there was this very interesting little article, and I'd be very curious to hear if either of you have run into this at all. But um, it's an article written by a blogger who uh, wanted to change Dennis, so he thought, "Well, I'm going to go on Yelp, read reviews." And try to find somebody in my area that that has some um, positive reviews. So he found one, went in to sign up, and among the forms, the new patient forms they had him fill out was a new one called the Mutual Privacy Agreement that asks him to transfer ownership of any public commentary that he might write in the future about this doctor. So anything on blogs, anything on Google, anything... Um, on Yelp that he might say about uh, this dentist um, are like the, the the property of the dentist, I guess. <laughs> it's it, it's, it's the, like a, an organization just called signed... Medical Justice. Wait, so so wait a minute. I, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I tuned out <laughs> Go ahead. Um, a lot of what you said because I was on your Facebook page and I saw the link to Hot Sauce Committee Part Two. Yeah, isn't that awesome? The new Beastie Boys, and I can't. I just got really excited about that. So back to your dentist. Story. All right, I'm losing the thread here. You're confusing me, people. I'm, <laughs> back actually, to, I'm going out a little bit of sleep. All right, everybody needs to go pick up the new Beastie Boys because seriously, Beastie Boys. Yeah, I'm not doing that. So <laughs> I went karaoke singing with Megan Dane. Oh, it was oh, fun. really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, show is there. and the threat is gone. Yeah, so uh, the dentist thing. So he was made to sign a release of some sort that, or just by nature of being a customer, a patient of this yeah, dentist. And, he, right, he had to sign before this dentist would agree to see him and and uh, have him as a patient. 
He needed to exclusively assign all intellectual property rights, including copyrights, to any written, pictorial, or electronic commentary he might make about the dentist's services, including on web pages, blogs, and or mass correspondence. I don't even know. Okay. Why would you ever He's, sign that? Right, right. You find an, he, another dentist is what you would do. And they're saying it's probably a pretty toothless little agreement. That was good. That was good. <laughs> but dentists, <laughs> but dentists and uh, doctors are concerned that people might um, write negative reviews about them, and they may not, because of like HIPAA privacy uh, and that kind of thing. They may not have uh, a. They may not have total ability to respond or to comment or so what? out of fear that that they don't have control over what you say in social media about their services right they are asking you basically to to sign over um to them the ownership i guess of anything you might write so that they could come back to you and ask you to delete it. Right, they can start sending cease and desists. Exactly, right. And and so by... uh, Well, what this says is, you know, dentists, as a breed, have just realized the internet's there. Right. (laughs) That's not true. They are actually very... They are like marketing... No, that is actually... That is really true. I I, uh, I think uh, there are a lot of forward-thinking dentists, and this is probably an example of of being just a touch too forward thinking in communications. I mean, how well, that, I don't know happened, how big of a problem there was this somebody is, got burned and then that's they what couldn't it seems respond like. to something. Yeah. And so their lawyer said, this is what you have to do. Yeah. And I hope he loses all of his patients because that's ridiculous. It, it is. That's really the bottom line. This is, that is ridiculous. And, uh, uh, can I, can I tail on that tack on that story very quickly, which it seems like it doesn't have a correlation, but it kind of does. It's about people being, sort of overly protective in wars they're going to lose. So did you hear about the Girl Scouts and their palm oil thing? No. So apparently Girl Scout cookies have palm oil in them, which is um, not a sustainable product unless it's, you know, deemed sustainable palm oil. Um, There's all sorts of issues with how it's harvested and um, environmental impacts. Palm oil, like from palms. Correct. So these two Girl of, Scouts of who had been Girl Scouts since they were like five did were doing environmental research and they found they realized how bad palm oil was. So they started looking in every product they were using to see what has palm oil. And unless it was sustainable, sustainable palm oil, they weren't going to use it. Well, lo and behold, Girl Scout cookies have palm oil in them. So they start this campaign. That is actually harvested from the palms of Girl Scouts <laughs> in a secret laboratory in Montenegro. <laughs> This is yes. a big thing. It's totally, it's all yes, over the news. That is, that that is scandalous. No, but so, okay, so these girls lost, launched this campaign trying to have Girl Scouts either find a suitable replacement or um, use sustainable palm oil, which is apparently hard to come by. And they've kind of gone back and forth with these girls. Well, so they got, the Girl Scouts got some help from some sort of environmental group, I believe, to start posting things on the Girl Scouts Facebook page. Well, the Girl Scout Facebook page decided to like take off their comments or put them in some weird string so that people couldn't see them anymore. And I thought, oh, uh uh-huh. And this is how it ends up on the front page of the Wall Street Journal because you guys are going against your own and you know not responding to these girls appropriately and i I just 
it's just interesting to me. I'm looking Cannot for the Girl Scouts Facebook page. No, it's not the Girl Scouts Facebook. Oh, well, yes, it is the Girl Scouts Facebook page. Mm, Girl Scouts. I don't know where they've put it, though. There's the, a whole... There is a whole Facebook page for Girl Scout cookies. Of course I'm there sure is. there of is. Of course there is. I don't and know. 170,000 people like them. I think that's low. How much? 170,000. That is kind of low. Don't oh. buy cookies from a rooster. It seems like they're uh, tackling the wrong beast. Don't buy cookies from a panda. An aardvark, the... especially because from an aardvark. Well, see, you're not going to find it here because they took it off, is my point. This is, what a funny thread. And they were like, the comment was so stupid from the Girl Scouts. Sorry, Girl Scouts, but it was stupid. Um, It was like, well, there were some inappropriate comments. So we just moved the string else, you know, they kind of put it, I don't know where they put it, some weird back wall somewhere, because there were some inappropriate comments. I'm like, really? That's what you do with inappropriate comments. No, you, if they were truly offensive, you can delete them strategic if, marketing if they were just inflammatory, the you can address it to them individually you can send individual comments to people you can respond to it if it's you know on the post but no they just like sequester it away saying oh it was inappropriate i'm like yeah mm, well here's so- here okay so they get rid of all those things but here's a comment that was fairly easy to stumble upon <laughs> there's the comment thread uh don't buy <laughs> don't buy cookies from a panda but I like pandas, LOL. Pandas are so cute, LOL. This makes me a sad panda. Give me thin meats, mints to cheer me up. LOL, love it. All caps. Not if you're going to use palm oil in your cookies and kill tigers and orangutans <laughs> and cause mass deforestation. And all caps. I heart little girls. Next comment. Pedophile. Nice. Like, really? <laughs> they need a moderator there. Yeah, I oh, think that was Girl 14 Scouts. hours ago. I know, right? And this person that said, I love little girls has a icon of a weird black ninja cartoon. That That is kind of creepy. Uh, oh, Girl Scouts. Those are the kinds of things you can take down, people. Were you, were you a Girl Scout? I was. How'd that go for you? Were, were you a good one? I was a great Girl Scout. I was only, let's see, I was a brownie for a couple years, and then I think I was a Girl Scout for like one year. I was not. Is there like an Eagle Scout for brownies? I don't know. It's Girl Scouts, but I don't know. Probably. It, uh, I wow. Were you a Boy Scout, Peter? I oh. was. Uh, I I was. I did you, not. I, I was. Don't believe I it. Was. I was. I have badges, and I have <laughs> ribbons, and I have little beads that hang off the badges. So you're a Girl Scout? No, 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 no. Cub Scouts uh, into Boy Scouts, and I uh, and but I didn't do the Boy Scouts for very long because you know the knots get really complicated, and uh, <laughs> I I wasn't good that with knives. That is a knives. strange paramilitary organization. It is a little bit. It, it's a little bit frightening. I, the question is, you know, how uh, you know what are at what level of involvement will my kids be interested in participating? <laughs> Well, considering your daughter that. wants to go learn how to skin cats or whatever she's doing. I think it'll be a little bit camp. lightweight after her summer <laughs> archery stealth camp uh, this weekend. She's she's learning to be a ranger. like, and, and I don't mean like military ranger. I mean like bow hunter ranger a la uh, the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> That's super scary. Because apparently a father in Seattle just took away uh, his daughter's cell phone for overuse or whatever. She was, I think, 15. 
and she took a bow and arrow and shot him in the torso. Oh. He's alive. He's okay. But she ran off into the woods and they captured her with the SWAT team. But I'm just saying. It took young a, girl. Is this a BYU thing too? It took a SWAT team this to take Seattle. her down. It was where? Yeah. Where? Seattle. Outside of Seattle. I don't know. Issaquah. Something. Leave it to those crazy. Maybe she was uh, a vampire. I know. You crazy Northwesterners. That is fantastic. I All think right. that is a perfect way to end this, this week's show. That is too. I do too. <laughs> Good talking to you guys. This has been a great distraction from Good my talk. otherwise uh, nose picking day. Ooh, ooh. All right. Yeah, we'll talk. post pictures of the largest boogers picked today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm hanging Have up those on you people. On the site. <laughs> uh, do you care about uh, telling people where to find you? Not after that. Nope. Plausible deniability. <laughs> I just want to be anonymous. Uh, okay. Hey, uh, 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 talk to you guys uh, soon. Sounds good. Go to work. Okay. Bye. See, see ya. This is a show that leans toward nothing about being... <laughs> Perfect. Well, that way we avoid any copyright issues with being a show about nothing. The, uh, <laughs> Seinfeld. We lean gently toward lean nothing. Towards nothing. Yes. Yeah. But only on a spectrum. Only on a. Sp- we're on the spectrum. That is for sure. I think it was interesting that we veered. We veered dramatically into something right in the middle, and then we swerved away again. <laughs> we we actually became content rich for about ten minutes. Thank God we solved that. <laughs> oh, oh man! It was also a little bit long. How long were we? Forty-five minutes. Eight minutes. Yeah, that's too long.